Okay, so I thought I'd try something a little bit different, um, and and hopefully you like it. I I do hope you do. I don't know if you can hear this, but I have a fan going in the background, <laughs> and I'm not sure how many of you actually grew up, you know, with the fan in your room. Like you had to have a fan on to go to sleep, and it's kind of funny. Um, we didn't we didn't have AC, so. We had to put a box fan in the window, you know, to cool ourselves down and get some sleep at night, which was great. Um, And of course, you know, unfortunately, (laughs) I got attached to the sound of that fan going on to where I couldn't, I couldn't sleep without it. Like when I would go traveling, I have this little machine and the machine I bought, it wasn't like just white noise. It has those options too, but it has the fan noise. So whenever I'm gone and I don't have a fan and I can't pack, you know, a big, huge fan in my bag, um, I at least have something that, that plays that noise, you know, to help me get to sleep. It's not exactly the same as the fan that I own right now, but it's close enough to where, you know, I do eventually fall asleep. And I guess back to that point about having box fans growing up, um, it was kind of scary. It was touch and go. Like, obviously, they kept you cool, but whenever it was hot, um, it just blew hot air on you. So, I think it was more the sound that was soothing versus the, you know, 100-degree air that was getting blown, you know, on me to cool me down, if you will. And the crazy thing that I remember about it was, is that it used to terrify me because we didn't have any screens in our window. So, when summer came around, I'm pretty sure everybody knows what comes with summer, you know, June bugs. <laughs> Ooh, those things are scary. I hate those things. You know, I'm a, I'm a grown woman, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not shy, you know, about doing some ninja moves and some matrix moves to get away from those things if they come near me even now. But with that box fan, you know, it would be so terrible because some mornings I wake up to go to school and there would be like pieces of June bugs like all over, you know, my blanket because I would cover it with my blanket. And it was so gross. And then some of them would come through. I don't know how, what kind of super maneuvers they had to pull but they would come through whole and they'd be creeping around in my blanket so it was, it was very scary <laughs> a very scary time in summer for me when I had to put that fan in the window and it's crazy because once you grow up with the fan um it's like you're you're stuck with that and and you pass that down to your children like both my children even though obviously we have AC you know it stays at a nice 68 in this house and they have to have fans in their rooms like, just because when they used to sleep with us, there was a fan, and when it got, like, too hot and the AC wasn't keeping up and some of these rinky-dinky apartments we used to stay at, you know, we'd put a fan in the room. So now they have to have a fan when they go to sleep. So that's kind of cool. It makes me wonder when they become adults. Well, I guess they're adults now, but, like, whenever they move out on their own, if they're also going to, you know, take that when they move out, like, take their fans with them or buy their own fans and then pass that little tradition, if you will, down to their own children. <laughs> And I guess, um, ooh, sorry, I had to yawn. Um, I guess on that same note, it's kind of crazy how you, you know the sound of your fan. Like, there's so many different models. You know, I've upgraded from that little square box model, um, I don't know, eight years ago. So now, instead of, like, having that sound, or even the little fans, or even the ones that my kids use, you know, I know the sound of my particular fan. And the crazy thing is, is that my fan was actually a Mother's Day gift. Yes, I got a fan for Mother's Day. I was so so stoked. Like, 
it was it was a really good gift and I love this thing I've had it for eight years but it's it's kind of like a circular fan but it's got that bottom so you can like adjust it you know tilt it and all that good stuff but the cool thing is is that it has a timer which to let you know I don't even use it also has different um, settings like low medium and high which I don't use well I guess currently now I'm using the medium um, just because I'm you know doing this podcast but normally it just stays on high all the time and it's fancy I'm just saying I got a fancy fan okay it's got a remote <laughs> so that's really cool like if I forget to turn it on instead of me having to climb out of the bed <laughs> my husband actually has a little piece of velcro so the little fan remote controls right there so all he has to does is <laughs> all he has to do is reach above his head and grab the remote you know and turn it on so I guess that's kind of convenient for him and it's convenient for me. But I'm so sorry. I don't know why, but I have the yawns. It's like I'm laying in bed, just kind of relaxing. And, and for some reason, I'm getting sleepy. But, you know, that's kind of understandable. But I'll, I'll talk about that later. But it's just, it's just crazy. Like when I listen to other fans and stuff, I, I know the sound of my fan. It's kind of like when my kids were born you know, you hear their cry and and amongst all these other, you know, newborns, you can still tell, you know, what, what kid that's crying, like if it's yours or not. And it's the same thing with fans. Like I can pick my fan out, you know, out of other fans. And I think it's because, you know, you know, six to eight hours a night, that bad boy's running. Um, so it's, it's a very noticeable sound and it's different from all the other fans that I hear. But anyways, um, so I hope you I hope you enjoyed that a little bit. I don't know how many people are out there still use fans, but you know I've got AC and everything, and I still use a darn fan. And it's not really just for the coolness, which helps, but it's just for that comfort, that noise, you know, that white noise sound that's just amazing. It like just wraps you up in wonderfulness and helps you go to sleep. But yeah, I, I love my fan. Obviously, you know, I've spent like what six minutes talking about it. <laughs> okay, so um, I guess to change the subject. I actually am thinking about, you know, um, maybe getting back to some poetry and, and keep in mind, you know, I got like a bad accent occasionally on, you know, and it's terrible on certain words like poetry. (laughs) Um, but I actually was thinking about doing that. Like I've been writing that like poems, like, I don't know, since I can remember, you know, I was writing poems when I was like, I don't know, like 10 years old. So that was a really long time ago. And I had a knack for it, you know, I always wrote it when I was in a feeling and it didn't matter which feeling, you know, it was always like a strong emotion and these words would just pour out of me. And if I didn't write them down, you know, I was afraid I was going to lose them. It's like I had to get pen and paper. I had to capture those words. And I was going back through and I actually kept a folder that I had since ninth grade. And that was a very long time ago. Keep in mind, my youngest is 18. (laughs) It's still a ratty folder, (laughs) but you know, it's held up well. And I was looking at some of the poems I wrote in there, and they were on that brownish, yellowish paper, you know, we had back in the day, which, by the way, that was the best paper. The paper they have nowadays is, is crap. That paper right there with the nice big pen just rolled smoothly, and it just, it was beautiful. It was, it was like magic writing. But I was going through those, and I was thinking of maybe, you know, trying to change them up from, you know, change them from that child's perspective to an adult's perspective. But I'm not really sure, you know, if I'm going to be competent enough to do that, you know. 
because when I wrote those, it was it was in a mood, it was in a feeling, it, it was it was that that made me write those words. And I'm afraid if I change it, if I'm not in that same mood, that it's going to change it. But then again, you know that may not be a bad thing. I mean, considering you know everybody can read the same poem and come up with different versions of what they think that poem's actually saying or how it speaks to them or how they feel when they read it. And I actually had um, a coworker, if you will, I had him read a couple of my, you know, my poems and he actually liked it. Like he got it. I don't, I don't know how, cause most people read it and they just read that first layer that's on that poem instead of actually getting down in there and, and getting in that emotion I was having at the time I wrote it. And it was a very, it was a very wonderful experience to have somebody who felt that, you know, that, that same feeling that I felt when I wrote it, because most people, like I said, you know, they're going to have different perspectives of things. I mean, you can read the same thing and it's all going to be different for somebody else. So to find somebody who had that same mindset and to have those same feelings was pretty cool. I, I liked it a lot. Now I was also thinking about maybe trying to write some new ones. You know, I haven't written them in a couple of years. <laughs> I know that's odd, but, um, I wrote one, I, I think a couple of weeks ago, if I remember correctly. And for some reason, it took me forever to write it. Now keep in mind when I used to write them, it'd take me a couple minutes, like two or three minutes, bam, poem, you know, done. But this one took forever. Like I was scribbling and erasing and throwing papers away and all this stuff for maybe like I don't know, 15 lines that I wrote, very short lines. But it was hard to to get myself in that emotion completely submerged in it to where I could write this because I didn't want it to be one of my longest poems, you know, because I have some of those that are like six pages. And I didn't want it to be the shortest. I wanted it to be a good, good size, but with a lot of meaning and feeling behind it. And I did that. I read it to my husband and and keep in mind, my husband's a very, very strong man, you know, he's very strong, you know, but he's not afraid to, to, to put his emotions out there. That's what's so wonderful about having him is that compassion and that feeling and the openness to, to showing that, you know, he's not afraid to cry. So when I read it to him, I looked over at him and his little, <laughs> his little wonderful, beautiful brown eyes were all teary. And, and I asked him, I was, are you crying? He's like, no. He's like, yes, I am. And I told him that made me feel bad that I made him cry, but it made me feel good knowing that he felt that emotion that I put into that poem when I wrote it, what I was feeling and what I was trying to, I guess, project out, you know, to have somebody else feel that. So I was thinking about trying to pick that up again. I haven't yet. And it's been, I don't know, I said a couple weeks, maybe three weeks, four weeks. I don't know. I don't keep up with the time that well when it comes to these things, but I'm still kind of throwing it around, um, just like the last time, I guess a couple podcasts ago, I was throwing around meditation, so I haven't tried that yet, but I'm thinking about doing that soon-ish. <laughs> I'm still, like I said, like on vacation mode, so, you know, my mind's kind of relaxed and chill right now, and not really letting a lot of things get to me. And on that same note, just because I'm trying something different, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, emotions, if you will. Like, emotions get the best of us, whether it's, it's, you know, the worst of us or the best of us. Um, they do. They, they just creep up on you. Like, 
you know, there was this one time I watched my husband, you know, cut a sandwich and I cried. It was a very emotional thing for me. <laughs> Obviously, there were some other things going on at the time. And I don't want to talk about it. It's a little too personal. But, um, yeah, totally. And then, like, it's like you can see something so beautiful. Like, you can stare at the moon and it moves you. And you feel that. You feel like you're a part of something. You're not just this individual. Which is good to be an individual, by the way. But it's also good to feel... A part of not just, you know, your family or a school or a community, but to feel like you're a part of something bigger, you know, in this universe. But, you know, sometimes those emotions, you know, they, they kind of turn around on us. Like that book I was reading, um, The Courage to be Disliked. I'm still working on it, obviously. It's, it's a lot of stuff, you know, you take it in and you got to digest it because it's like a conversation more than just a book. You know, it's, it's different. But... I don't know. It's like, it, it, it brings, I guess, it, I don't even know how to explain it. It like opens your eyes to a lot of things. Like, um, like I didn't realize that anger is a tool. You know, a lot of people think that's just a strong emotion. That's what comes out in a situation, but it's not, you know, it's, it's a tool we use to intimidate others, to make them submit to us, to throw it out there that we're ticked off, you know? And I'm pretty sure, you know, you can, there's other options of showing your displeasure at something, but to keep going on at that, to intimidate somebody, that's just, that's terrible. And you know what, to be honest, you know, I didn't realize that's what it was. And I have used this tool so often. I mean, it's a very well-worn, you know, tool, um, for me and I need to get that tool and, you know, take it out of my tool belt, if you will, and store it somewhere. Because it shouldn't be used like that. Obviously, we're going to feel these strong emotions of anger, disappointment, love, you know, desire. But there's there's better ways of going about, um, I guess, expressing those emotions. And the cool thing is, is that my husband, um, don't ask me a time frame, but let's just say two months ago, told me that you only really feel an emotion for 15 seconds. Like, that's it. Your body feels for 15 seconds, and if it lasts longer than that, that's because we're consciously choosing to stay in that emotion so like when you're ticked off you know we don't like to tell you count to 10 you know within you know 10 to 15 seconds you know you're going to be able to pull yourself out of that emotion just like disappointment and I've seen some posts like on you know social media about you know did you really have a bad day or, or did you milk a five minutes you know for all day which makes sense because a lot of us do that and that's how we end up in happy and we let things get to us. And it ends up making our lives kind of crappy, to be honest. Like, um, just think about it. Like, I've had some times to where it's like something went wrong. Like, I dropped my keys. And then because I dropped my keys, you know, the picture on my keychain broke. And then after that, I was mad. I tried to put it together. Wouldn't put it together. Go to grab my drink. Spill my drink on my shirt. You know, and it's just like a downfall. But instead of just letting that emotion go... Once it's done, I would hang on to it. And then I'd be like, I had a bad day, even though that maybe was like a bad 30 seconds, you know, and then it would be crappy all day for me. Now I've kind of taken a step back and, you know, when something happens, I take a moment and I think about it. I let my feel, you know, I let myself feel that 15 seconds. Like if I'm upset, I'm going to feel that for that 15 seconds. And then I'm going to try to let that go. Now, granted, you know, it's it, some of these things I can't, I'm not even going to lie. It's, it's hard to let them go quickly. 
but sometimes you have to, you know, and I'm a venter. Like when I get mad, I'm going to yell. I'm going to vent. I'm going to talk some mad trash, you know, for a little bit. And then afterwards it's like, dude, I'm sorry. You know, just, just had to, you know, get that out into the universe, if you will. But now I'm trying to better myself and, and, and definitely, you know, don't hold your emotions back, but I'm trying to let myself feel that, that pure emotion for that 15 seconds and then if it's a good one, I want to hang on to that. If it's a bad one, I need to let that shit go, you know? Our, our lives are way too short, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, for us to hang on to that kind of, you know, negativity. Just express it and let it go. If it's good, keep it. But either way, you know, obviously, you know, it's a new topic. But I hope you liked it. That was kind of interesting, I hope. But other than that... um, I don't know if anybody uses Reddit. Um, I learned about it from my husband who learned about it from a friend at work. And, oh my God, I'm like addicted. Like, the start of my morning, like, I get up, you know, like, I get up around 3.15 to 3.30 in the morning. You know, depending on how fresh I feel when I get up. Um, I get dressed, I go to work. It's the same routine every day, same time frame and all that good stuff. And before I start my day... You know, I set out my car and I don't just sit there and think about, oh God, I don't want to be here. This sucks. I freaking pop open my Reddit app and I look at some serious puppies and kittens because looking at stuff like that really gives me a a good start to my day. I don't know if anybody's tried that, but if you haven't, you should, but it gets me pumped. Like I'm smiling, I'm laughing, I'm giggling. There's puppies, there's kittens everywhere. They're doing silly things. They're just being all around cute and adorable. You know, and it just, it really gives me a fresh start for my day. It doesn't matter how tired I was, you know, if I feel a little irritated or I'm not feeling well, just doing that for 10 minutes before I have to start my day really makes a big difference, I think. But I think would be even better is if I can, like, have somebody meet me there with, like, a fresh puppy, you know, (laughs) fresh puppy, a four-week-old puppy, and then I can just... Rub my face on his tummy. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but you know you've done it, okay? Little fat puppy bellies. They're just, they're wonderful. And female puppy bellies, just so you know. Um, it's just amazing. Like, blowing little bubbles on their tummies and stuff. And just playing with them. They're just, it's, it's a good feeling. I mean, that, that would make my day every single day if I got that. But, um, I guess, I guess I'm going to end here. So... I'm hoping maybe this is a more positive, you know, podcast than some of the other ones where I'm kind of throwing out my opinions. Because I know not all my opinions are popular and I get it. Just like all your opinions aren't popular either. You know, I just like to kind of throw those things out there. So if anybody's in the same boat as me or they think the same as me, hey, you know, we're not alone. You know, we're not horrible people. You know, we have feelings and opinions, you know, to be put out there. And if they are different, that's okay. We're all different. But either way, I'm going to go ahead and end here, and I hope you enjoyed it. Have a wonderful day before Friday.